Welcome to the Just Ingredients Podcast. I'm Cara Lynn, and here we talk all things nourishing to the mind, body, and soul. This is a place where you can find just good ingredients to life. You don't always need to be breathing harsh chemicals every night when you go to sleep. Instead, try Cozy Earth for premium bamboo bedding and loungewear for ensured comfort without the toxins. More than just being certified free of harsh chemicals and dyes, all of the products from Cozy Earth are responsibly sourced and produced. Made from viscose from bamboo, one of the most sustainable plants on the planet, Cozy Earth's bedding and loungewear is temperature regulating, moisture wicking, antibacterial, antimicrobial, and incredibly soft for a comfortable night's sleep. With quality on their mind, Cozy Earth uses an enhanced weave quality that won't peel and looks as good as new every night. Customers love Cozy Earth, shown through thousands of five-star reviews for their products, which are all covered under a 10-year warranty. To try Cozy Earth's premium bedding and loungewear at 40% off, use the code JIPODCAST at CozyEarth.com backslash discount backslash JIPODCAST. Once again, that's CozyEarth.com backslash discount backslash JIPODCAST. Dr. Kathy is a board-certified holistic practitioner and environmentalist. For the past 15 years, her expertise has been in personalized detoxification. With a long lineage of physicians, Dr. Kathy has been deeply involved in natural healing since a child. Her greatest mentor is her grandmother, who was the first female medical doctor in Korea. For her bachelor's, she was the first student to graduate in bioinformatics and participated in genome research at the University of Cologne, Germany. After chiropractic school, she received additional training in functional medicine, clinical nutrition, TCM, German drainage therapy, and living food medicine. Dr. Kathy was the founder of Pura Vita Wellness Center in Western Pennsylvania. After seeing various autoimmune and chronic illnesses, Dr. Kathy realized the environment was the primary determinant of health. In 2018, she sold her practice with a mission to bridge the gap between humanity and nature. Her special interest is in healing with frequencies and vibrations. In order to get to the root cause, she believes that one must look at health in terms of energy. While Dr. Kathy continues to provide biochemical support, she also incorporates bioresonance testing, biofeedback, sound therapy, and ancient wisdom. As a result, her approach to health is highly personalized and integrative. I am so excited to have Dr. Kathy Yo here with me today. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to be here. I have loved learning from you on Instagram, and I'm excited to talk to you today and have you teach my listeners. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor. Well, tell my followers a little bit about yourself. I just read your bio to them, but give them a little bit about your background and how you actually got started studying holistic medicine, um, detoxing, things like that. Sure. Um, I would say my background is quite diverse. I was born and raised in South Korea. My father's side, they were more of Eastern medicine, so acupuncturist, herbalist. And then my mother's side, they were more medical doctors. Mm. And my mother was a classical pianist. So music was a big part of my life. And I was quite fond of fine arts. And then I came to the United States in my teenage years and lived and traveled various places internationally as well. And I've always been a curious adventurer. <laughs> and I think this allowed my approach to health to be quite diverse. Uh, that's the key word in my practice, because there's not just one way to health. Uh, thinking out of outside of the box, I think it's necessary. Crossing barriers between science to creativity, humanity, even spirituality. These are words that are not very welcome in science, but I think it's necessary and that's the science of humanness. And that's what I'm interested in. And along with your introduction, I would say there were a couple of turning points. Um, I didn't fully understand detox until my own mother was diagnosed with cancer. She did go through conventional treatment. And meanwhile, we also juiced every day. I prepare healthy meals, mainly plant-based. But um, she would tell you that her ultimate victory to cancer was forgiveness. Hmm. And 
It was a game changer. It's like after cancer, she's gotten even healthier with her positive attitude. She just knows how to let things go, give thanks to God, just living a life full of joy and gratitude. And this is how I began to practice with my patients. Instead of just looking at their paperwork and lab reports, which are important, but I started to listen, truly deeply listen to their story and learned about their personality, uh, paying attention to how they use words, their minds and consciousness. And I will begin to hear about other information, childhood trauma, poverty, peer pressure, sexual abuse, eating disorder. Behind every disease, there's a story. And then when we start to connect these dots together, then we have a truly authentic relationship. And for me, that's how we get to the very source of illness. And we begin deep internal healing. Then I, how I got here today is the environment, right? With nature. So many people feel defeated as if their body has failed them but our immune system works by responding to its environment. When you've seen the picture of fish in a tank and people talk about, should we medicate the fish or should we clean the tank? I'm sure you've seen that uh -huh, photo. I have. The picture. Yeah. And where I am now, I even ask, why is the fish in a tank to begin with? It should be <laughs> where it belongs, in the river or in the lake. So the turning point was, I mean, I already knew about environmental toxins like endocrine disruptors and chemicals and processed food. But it was until I started to treat Lyme disease because living in Pennsylvania, there were so many ticks and many Lyme cases. And initially I knew very little about this uh, bacteria infectious disease. And more and more I studied, more I just became confused. And I started to ask questions backwards, kind of um, it's like playing a detective if I am trying to chase this bad guy, I need to know about that person's um, characteristic. What does he like? What kind of environment does he like? What kind of environment does he not like? And I will remember each year, I will start with maybe three or four Lyme cases. Each year it was gradually increasing until one year it was exponentially growing. I was seeing, it's like every other patient I was seeing had Lyme case. And wow. it was that year, I remember, in Pennsylvania, in the middle of December, it should be brutally cold. And it was like all of a sudden, it was 70 degrees. Ticks were very active when they shouldn't be. It's like at this point, there aren't even tick seasons because the climates are so temperamental. Like right now, there's a tornado <laughs> coming in Pennsylvania. It's just, there's no rhythm. There's no cycles that are consistent in, anymore. And then I realized, all these carriers, whether ticks, uh, mosquitoes, all these pathogenic toxins, even parasites and moles, they are climate dependent. They are just simply following their natural instinct. So moles, they like dark, humid. Uh, mosquitoes, if you have a swamp in your backyard, no matter how much repellent you use, they're always going to come back. So I realized what's happening to our internal ecosystem was a direct rela uh, relationship to our ecosystem, external ecosystem. So when we talk about gut health, it's really soil health. So many people are sick because our mother earth is sick. So this was a major connection that very few people were talking about. And we're just so focused on human body without realizing our immune system is simply responding to our external environment. So this connection is what I feel that is the major plus, um, piece of the puzzle. And I decided to sell my practice. And here I am. <laughs> wow, that is so fascinating. So I know you sold your practice in 2018, right to bridge yes. that gap between humanity and nature. And so what does this entail? Are you educating people on this educating doctors? What exactly does this entail? Yes. So I do see patients virtually now. Uh, a lot of them have chronic illness, all these quote unquote mysterious diseases. I think it's all about integrating. As I say, my keyword is all about diversity. So it's not just one or the other. It's this, it's both and both, right? So it's not just nutrition, but it's a lifestyle. And it has very much to do with neuro emotional health. It's not about eating something because I have to, but I'm doing it because I love myself. It's the same way we take care of each other. Um, so just going from conscious consumer 
to how to practice self-love and then how we could serve the community. These are all the things that I incorporate in my treatment plan. I love that because that definitely is missing out in the medical world. It's either Eastern medicine, Western medicine. Yeah. And so there are many definitions. It could be quite complicated. Uh, I personally like to describe it in a symbolic way. So I'll give you both explanation. Uh, Detox is an essential part of life, life cycle. Life is motion, motion is life. So I'm sure you know this, that's why exercising movement is so important. So as soon as we are stagnant, and again, that's not just our physical body, but our also mentally, uh, we begin to degenerate. So there needs to be this constant flow, which essentially does two things. The body is either nourishing or body is cleansing. So detox is an essential part of what's keeping us alive, whether toxins are chemicals or relationship, thought patterns, emotions, they need to move and flow and leave the body when they don't serve us anymore. And then we create this space so that we could receive renewed energy and nourishment. Again, positive thoughts, nutritious foods, and community. So it's not just in one form or the other, but it's part of this constant flow. Otherwise, it will start to solidify. So then we could visualize our body like water, uh, which our body is mainly water, right? Or like waves. I love to surf. So I think about waves building up and then it crashes, the color changes, and then it go back. It's a constant cycle. And then when we talk about it in functional medicine, they're mainly talk about metabolic detoxification. So the main detoxifier is the liver. So there are three phases, phase one, two, and three is for elimination. So the critical transition is actually between phase one to two, which requires a number of amino acids and certain nutrients at adequate levels. And this is why nutrition is so important. But the problem is uh, detoxification capacity is different for everyone, whether we're talking about particular substance or specific activity, it could vary as much as hundredfold or even more between each individual. So then we get into genetic variations, which is important, but we also know the power of epigenetic, which is highly influenced by our nutritional status and lifestyle. And again, our neuroemotional health, which is, I feel that is still quite flat in functional medicine. There is definitely a shift, but I think it needs to be equally talked about uh, as much as nutrition. I know you're a huge advocate on this because of your own uh, personal history and mental health. Emotional health is so important. And then the last one is total toxic load. So how much toxicity and what types of toxicity you have determines your detoxification capacity. So historically, since World War II, hundreds and thousands of toxins and chemicals have been released to the environment. And the scariest part is that less than half of them have been tested for potential toxicity. So we know mm. so little about the long-term effects of this exposure. And the funny thing is, supposedly, quote unquote, by FDA standards, the pharmaceutical drugs are assumed to be toxic. So then they have to be proven to be safe before they are presented to uh, their, they could be marketed. Right. But industrial or environmental chemicals like soap, beauty products, plastic, building material, cleaning products, and so forth, they're actually assumed to be safe until proven otherwise. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> It's amazing because their physiological effects are almost identical to pharmaceutical drugs. And of course, they're often manufactured by pharmaceutical companies. So the problem is really about the policy, regulation, and testing. And even if they were to do the testing, it is just one compound at a time. So it's not just about, it's not about bunch of toxins. I mean, we're talking about hundreds of thousand toxins, some known, some unknown. And if they were to do the testing, it's just one at a time and they don't look at any combination or complex mixtures. So example will be a cigarette. If you are a smoker, it increases your chance of lung cancer by 10 times. But then if you're exposed to asbestos, 
uh, it would increase your chance of lung cancer by five times. But let's say you're a smoker and you're also exposed to asbestos. What do you think the chances are? So it's 10 times higher with asbestos, five times higher. So people actually add 10 plus five and they say, okay, the total risk has gone up to 15. Some people multiply and they say 10 times five, so it'll be 50. But total is 55, which is more than adding and multiplying. So safety to combination or how different toxins interact is rarely studied. And that's when the detoxification becomes so complicated. Well, and our bodies are miraculous and will detoxify. But I know my listeners are like, okay, wait, how do I detox? So is this something our body just does naturally or do we should we do a detox cleanse or are there certain foods we should eat on a daily basis? What's your thought on that? Yes, our body is meant to cleanse. That's the way it's designed. So even when it comes to immune system, I don't use the word boosting immune system. And there are times that we do kind of need to accelerate it, but I'm all about following nature's rhythm. So it's more of supporting our immune system because our body knows what it's supposed to do. So detoxification is the same. There are times that the toxic overload is so much that we it's urgent and we do need to do it a little bit aggressively. But a lot of times when we're dealing with toxic overload, the patient is already overwhelmed and we need to do it slow and in the right order. As I said, the body is meant to do what it's supposed to do, which is detoxifying. It is when we have this sort of variation, capacity variation. Maybe you're stressed out. Maybe there are so many different types of toxins that there's overload. As I talked about this nourishing, regenerating, or detoxing, decaying, this has to be in perfect harmony, like an orchestra. And there's always this constant balance, dance, but it's definitely out of balance right now. And that's why we do need to detox. In the beginning, it's always good to do it with food as medicine. Uh, but there are many times that we do need to uh, apply some botanical herbs or supplements or even ivy just because the toxic overload is way too intense. And how does someone know that the toxic overload is too intense? That's when it starts to get very complicated because we're looking at not only chemical toxins and now we're talking about infection, right? Bacteria, parasites, uh, candida, and the list goes on. And even with parasites, there are 300,000 species of parasites or there's tens and thousands of different bacteria. And there's not just one or even two or even three Uh, types of testing that could measure all this. So it's all about how each practitioner interprets uh, based on their history. For me, history is very important. And their, of course, lab report. Lab is also important. Their symptoms and all these things gathering together. And it's up to the practitioner and the client. They they create the treatment plan, I would say. And again, I always like to start slow. And now we have a different type of toxin, which is EMFs. So electrical, this sort of frequency-based toxins, I would say it's probably on top of my list because we are first and foremost electrical being. So biochemical is the secondary. Electrical part is what actually manipulates and controls our molecular and biochemical uh, functions. So when we are constantly bombarded to this non-native EMFs, how these toxins not only interact, the synergistic negative effects are so much greater. So then we, in the beginning, kind of have to remediate these toxins before we could actually begin with internal detoxification. Okay, so you're suggesting for people to obviously work with their practitioner for when they feel they have a really heavy overload of toxins. What about just the typical person who feels pretty healthy? If we're eating nutritiously, will that help us detox? Absolutely. There are a lot of foods that could help us to detox. And it's all about the balance. I always like to start with something very basic and fundamentals. Once we have a solid foundation, the body will always work better. So even before foods, I am all about rhythm. So the very first rhythm I like to reset is circadian rhythm. 
Um, if we don't rest, we cannot digest, we cannot eliminate. And right now there's so much anxiety, there's so much insomnia. So again, mind over matter. So this is a constant dance that we have to balance. And I will begin with, if there's any sort of sleeping problem or anxiety, I need to make sure that that's addressed first and then we get into detoxification. So that's first thing that I prioritize. And then the sunlight, and then after that, oxygenation, the best way that our body could oxygenate is connecting with earth. So it's called earthing or grounding. It's one of the most effective way that we could um, help with this negative harmful effects of EMFs and uh, hydration. Hydration, water is a passenger, it's a solvent. So without the without water, no matter how much food or supplements we're taking, we're not really going to be able to flush the toxins out. So I begin there, even with water, I have my patients play with water, and also timing with uh, water, you don't want to drink while you're eating in the morning, your body was working hard. So you want to truly hydrate yourself at least two, if not three cups of water with a little bit of salt, maybe a little bit of lemon, a pinch of baking soda to alkalinize and on empty stomach, just really flush those toxins out. And then you could begin your food as medicine detox regimen and starting with maybe smoothie. Protein is also very important, uh, not just animal protein, but plant-based protein. Diversity is the key. Okay. Thank you for explaining that. Okay, I know sure. you, I know you've touched a little bit upon EMFs, but I want to delve into EMFs, but will you start at the very beginning because when I talk about EMFs on Instagram, I always get people asking what are EMFs and where are they coming from? So, will you just start at the beginning and tell people what they are and where they are found? Yeah, sure. So EMF stands for electromagnetic fields or frequencies. It's basically how everything communicates on a cellular level to the whole organism. So the way we communicate is not just through nervous system or enzymes or hormones. The German physicist Fritz Pop, he proved that our body actually communicate by light, by a photon, which is conducted throughout our entire body. So our body is run by electrical information. So this is actually nothing new. It's just only rediscovering that something our ancient people, ancestors already knew and practiced all along. So I would even put EMFs under the umbrella of how everything is energy, energetic fields, but these EMFs are what's actually measurable, I would say. And just like in Chinese medicine, there are meridian points and it's all about remediating good energy, bad energy. So there are good qi, bad qi, they're good EMFs, just like our heart, Earth's energy. That's why grounding is so important, especially it's called Schumann resonance. It's a specific, um, we call it mother's heartbeat. Uh, this actually vibrate with our brain and our heart, which is why nature and earthing is so important. And then there are bad chi, bad energy, bad EMFs that lead to disease, uh, such as everything you look around. Easier question is, where are they not found? So there are different types. The radio frequency is the main one that many people try to avoid because it's our cell phone, uh, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, uh, microwaves, cell network, smart meter, and the list goes on. And then there are magnetic fields, which is in low frequency, power meters, electrical panels, and dirty electricity, which is improper electrical wiring, dimmer switches, fluorescent light bulbs. And then lastly, electrical fields, which are power strips, extension cores, and so forth. Well, that's all over the place. That's our entire world, our entire homes. Exactly. And as I said, this has to be our priority because even when we look at the ancient time, people didn't really talk about food as their priority. The first thing they talked about was how good the energy was, whether you're talking about ancient civilization in Egypt, like pyramids, if you think about how accurately they were built, their dimensions and their 
generating all this energy. They didn't have the machinery or technology that we had today, but it was all about energy. And then you go to India, it's called Vajrashatra, similar to Feng Shui in Eastern um, Asia, in China or my origin, Korea. And even Native Americans, the way they looked at the soil, geographic condition, the climate, it was all about remediating uh, the bad energy or harmonizing or optimizing good energy. So it's really important that we have this under control and then do the nutrition and everything else. So how do we get these EMFs under control? Do you believe in the EMF blockers? Oh, that's, that, that could be just its own podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Just like any toxicity, the number one step is removing the source, right? So we have to stop at the source and this is where conscious consumerism, just like you do with these ingredients, more we vote with our dollars, more people will start to listen and less we buy the junk, they will stop making junks. We are the conscious consumers and more we use, more there's a money to be made and they're gonna continue to introduce. So there's definitely something that we need to do collectively. Um, But at the same time, we do need to protect ourselves. I've met and learned from so many different EMF experts and when it comes to protection, they all have different approaches because each expert comes from a different background. So one is an engineer, one is a physicist, one is a functional medical doctor, uh, medicine doctor, one is an energy medicine practitioner. So what I try to do is just integrate all the information, diversity again, and just apply what makes sense to me. That's what I encourage everybody to do. You cannot do everything. And we also have to acknowledge that when it comes to protection, Uh, we're still at a bit of infancy. So when we act out of fear, we're just going to jump in and buy all these products because it it's promoted by, you know, many people or it's got the best reviews. And then two years later, the research comes out that that doesn't work, you know? So I always like to start with just like detoxification, something very simple. And there are a few things that all these EMF experts will agree on is obviously not using it, uh, minimizing your uses. I mean, there's nothing better than that. And of course, I'm just as guilty. Technology is so addictive. I do believe that we could use it in a nourishing way, like this podcast, talking about topics that truly matter and empower our community. But then there are times that before I know it, I'm watching funny cat videos on YouTube (laughs) for an hour. So there's this psychological discipline that we also need to emphasize. And I would say before jumping into any devices or even shielding your home, which could be very expensive and overwhelming, uh, common sense, distance, for example, that's your best friend. So it's inverse square law, right? Farther you are, less uh, radiation. So minimum one foot from the laptop and your phone and minimum 10 feet or preferably farther the better from your Wi-Fi router and just simply turning off at night. And even something like hard wiring could take care of so much, so many problems before jumping into something really grand and overwhelming. Right, we had our home tested once for EMFs and it was interesting to see what was producing so many EMFs and the biggest culprit was actually our baby monitor in, Absolutely. in my little girl's room. And I was so surprised by that and so, Um, But it was good getting it tested because now we always turn the router off at night. We've hardwired a few things. So it was good just to be educated on it and to see where the culprits were. And that's the key. You cannot do everything. You do the best you can. I mean, of course, so there are two different types of EMF protection. There's what's called blocking or shielding, and the other one is called harmonizing. So blocking and shielding is basically measuring those harmful EMFs and using certain material in fabric or paint and actually shield. Whereas harmonizer, it doesn't measure EMFs, it actually measures the way body responds. So it would mm, neutralize the negative effects of EMF. So then what they measure is heart rate variability, 
live blood analysis or some bioenergetic testing. And they could both be useful, but ultimately you have to make the best decision. If you're living in an apartment with a bunch of smart meters, or if you're right next to your house, there's a 5G tower. If you're dealing with major autoimmune diseases or toxic overload, then probably shielding will definitely help. But then I've spoken with Dr. Elizabeth Plurd, who is one of very well-known EMF experts. She's seen many patients with early premenopause, and um, they found out later on that they were all sleeping behind the other side of the smart meter. So simply just rearranging your bedroom could make a huge difference. She herself has also struggled quite a bit with electrohypersensitivity. And she has told me that shielding her home and working with building biologists did nothing for her. And mm. she found something so simple, this like little sticker, and it's a an harmonizer, and that saved her life. And Dr. James Oshman, he's very academically trained in biophysics and biology. And he also talks about some of these devices are just created intuitively. So I think when we come when it comes to evidence-based, sometimes it's important that we also stay open-minded and just do the things that works for us because we're all so incredibly unique, if that makes sense. Right. And it's going to affect all of us differently, for sure. Exactly. Exactly. So it's all about, for example, if you are detoxing on a regular basis, if you eat relatively healthy, if you have a positive mind, you're upregulating your physiology, you're optimizing your cellular health. So when you get rid of all these toxins that act like an antenna for EMFs, you will have less, you'll be less affected by it. So it's not always directly tackling EMFs alone. It's addressing other parts of the body as well. Okay, so I'm glad you said that because I was just going to ask you, you hear on social media, things like that, you need to detox from EMFs. So is that really a true thing? Or is it what you were saying, eat nutritiously so that you're not as as affected by them? Yeah, you definitely can detox from EMFs. Um, the easiest way to, dis- EMFs does a lot of things. I mean, it is definitely carcinogenic. It dehydrates us. It increases viscosity of our red blood cells. Uh, it basically, the easiest way to say it, it disrupts our cellular communication. So in my clinic, what we do is actually reprogram that. So is that considered detox? We are deprogramming and reprogramming. So that's one way to look at it. Uh, There are also binders that do bind to radiation. Um, But as we talked about getting rid of some of these pathogenic toxins, because like heavy metal, for example, they act as an antenna. So when you get rid of heavy metals, you won't be as affected. Um, I am also a huge fan of mud packing. So like something like bentonite clay, and I will have my patients make this clay kind of like a Play-Doh and then place it on their thyroid because some of the organs that are most vulnerable, number one is your heart and then your brain and obviously your reproductive organs. And when you think about thyroid, even though you don't have your phone next to your ears and you have a speaker on, your thyroid is still exposed. Even when you are on the computer and you have uh, some sort of fabric to cover your reproductive area, but your thyroid is still uh, uh, exposed, it's the most radiation sensitive gland. And I am truly convinced that EMF exposure is one of main reasons why so many people have thyroid condition. So one way that we could detox EMF is not just taking supplements or not only nutritionally, everything matters. But one area that people usually don't talk about is external cleanse, such as castor oil pack, mud packing. And if you read the Bible, uh, in the ancient time, Jesus used to heal. And I'm not just saying in the Bible, in a lot of ancient scriptures, clay was used to heal people. Mm -hmm. It was. Yeah. So there is something very medicinal about that, especially when it comes to pulling out toxins and bentonite clay seems to work very well. So usually what I have them do is place it on their thyroid in a throat region a couple of times a week, or it depends how much you are using your laptop and your job. And uh, usually people feel much better. Again, a little bit of everything. Right. 
Oh, I love that suggestion. I love bentonite clay. I use it quite often for a lot of things because it does pull out those toxins. And so it's Definitely. an easy way to pull out toxins. So I'm yes. glad that's one of your suggestions. Okay, so talking about EMFs, I noticed on your Instagram that you mentioned that there's a relationship between EMFs and mold. What is it, exactly is that relationship? EMFs affect everything. You know, when we think of our, our body, I'm sure you know who Zach Bush is. Mm -hmm. We are less human and we're more of microbiome. I would even say we're more my, uh, mitochondria. So when we think about what we're made of, basically all these bacteria, these living organisms are very sensitive to this man-made, not native EMFs. So what happens is it's not, so what I'm trying to say, it's not just mold. It could be parasites, it could be other types of bacteria, anything that's happening that's going on in our body is going to respond one way or the other. The most well-known study, especially because mold toxicity is such a hot topic right now, is a study done by Dr. Klinghardt, who's well-known, and I think it was actually his colleague. And they just simply put um, mold spores next to the router and the amount of mycotoxin that it produced just simply being next to the router, it was 600 times more. Wow. And it's a way of body defend. It's a self-defense mechanism. Candida is the same uh, defense mechanism. A lot of times we think we truly have candida issue, but it's a defense mechanism. It's a way of our body trying to protect ourselves. There is something underlying, whether that's mold, whether that's heavy metal. So it's always important to get to the root cause. And EMFs, a lot of times, it, it causes a lot of exacerbation. Uh, it's just our body is most reactive to that. Well, two things are so interesting. Going back to the thyroid, or so many people are dealing with thyroid issues. So you're saying that EMFs contribute to that. But then a lot of people are dealing with mold issues and candida especially. And so now you're saying EMFs can contribute to that as well. Absolutely. I live in the jungle six, uh, six months a year. So over there, there are no restaurants, no electricity, no, well, even those remote areas. I mean, this is how powerful technology is because people are demanding it because a lot of people work remotely. So they're slowly coming in, but still the connection is pretty uh, poor there. We don't even have a uh, flushing toilet. We use compass bathroom. So I really live like, uh, you know, this farm woman and I'm just completely immersed, uh, immersed in the uh, jungle life. And it's a very humid area. It's, it avoiding mold is impossible you know and when you look at these people who've lived there they don't have the type of chronic or autoimmune disease that we do they don't have mold toxicity like we do so going back to lyme disease when i was in my brick and mortar practice a lot of times we practitioners or us we focus on just our human body in that just microscopic level just studying that disease without understanding there are so many different connections and thread that connect everything together. If that makes sense. Yeah, our health is a huge puzzle is what I always say. And there's a lot of pieces to that puzzle that you have to try to figure out. Absolutely. Environment is definitely the key. I have had so many patients who are allergic to everything. But the minute you remove that from that stressful environment or toxic environment, these people couldn't eat anything and they could eat ice cream. Does that make sense yeah. to you? Well, I had a patient who was working, she was a stockbroker and she was so stressed out, she couldn't sleep. And then she got laid off. But then all the money she was spending on her medical bills, she didn't have to pay anymore. She got her period back. She was sleeping well. So environment is such, I would say it's actually a primary determinant to our health. You know, when you're in the right environment, it's not just your digestive health or circulation, circulation or brain. Everything responds, everything transforms because they all work together. Right. And that's just so hard to do, though, these days in the society we live in where everything is EMFs, you know, yeah, so absolutely. And that's why we do need to talk about this, a podcast like this. We do need to protect ourselves individually. But in the end, we have to come together, 
get involved, especially parents is speaking to their community. And I know it could be a very lonely place to be because people think you're crazy and I get that too. Not too long ago, I was trying to speak with my neighbor about Roundup and he just told me to go away. And I'm this difficult neighbor, so I get it, but we cannot give up one way or the other. We need to find a way to communicate and get these words out and especially stopping 5G. That's a biggie. So really, it comes down to detoxing our bodies, meaning eating the nourishing foods that will help detox these EMFs, detox these heavy metals, detox these toxins. And like you say, a step further of detoxing these negative thoughts and negative energies and things like that. Absolutely. Our heart, for example, is I do want to mention with children, just one thing that is very, very important, especially if your children are less than five, uh, According to many association, pediatric association, both in in all countries, they do talk about one to three, there should be zero technology. So even at home, there are things that you can control. And if you have to use it, make sure there's a distance. But one thing that I really emphasize on is not having the phone next to your ears. Because as you were asking, yeah, children are definitely more uh, vulnerable, not only because they're growing faster, but also their skulls are thinner. So if you go to this website called Environmental Trust, they have abundant research studies on children and many other adult humans and women and fertility and even our insects, bees and trees. And because their skull is thinner, you could actually see the study how much the radiation penetrates deeper. So that's one thing I do want to mention. Is to just Um, use the speakerphone. Yeah, absolutely. Just distance is your best friend. So, okay. Yeah, I didn't want to- Good to know. So I want parents to know that these are things not to be afraid of or to fear. It's just little tips and little pieces of knowledge that they can learn to better their home or their situation. Absolutely. I sometimes when we talk about this sort of, you know, when we talk about EMF, it is so overwhelming. I mean, food alone could be so overwhelming. Toxins are just everywhere, but look at us, we are alive and we have to remind ourselves that we are truly miraculously made. So this is a time I think, though at times it could be so overwhelming and discouraging, it's also testing our faith, our um, potential and always remember, and this is why it's so exciting to be a scientist right now, because with quantum physics, we're actually proving that The main generator for EMFs is our heart. It's actually stronger 60 times than the brain electrically and even 5,000 times. Some people say even 100,000 times stronger magnetically than our brain. So the type of emotions that you have, things that you pay attention to, the thoughts, and Bruce Lipton often talks about this. Joe Dispenza talks about this. They are so powerful. The heart also has ability to emit these EMFs depending what kind of emotions in all directions up to 15 feet. So people who are near you when you're happy, when you're positive, they're going to get the ripple effect. And then from then to other, I truly believe this mental, emotional health because we are first and foremost spiritual being, you know, whether you believe that or not, again, this is not a very welcome word in science, but more and more scientists are crossing this barrier proving that it is true. So what we can do, the potential that we have, and then we could start to manifest it. It's one of the most powerful way that we could uh, serve the humanity for sure. I am so glad you shared that. I did not realize that your heart gave off the most EMFs and that they could go 15 feet. I mean, that's amazing. That just is science of why we should be happy and be positive to others and give compliments. Absolutely. And Absolutely. There is this, everybody pays attention to this gut brain or brain gut connection, which is definitely important. So nutrition, there's no doubt nutrition is very important what you eat affects your mood for sure. And then the, it's bi-directional, right? But I think there should be even more study on actually heart to brain 
this connection could really manifest molecularly, our genetic expression, our cell dynamic, and there are more and more studies for that. So 90% of the signals actually go from, neurological signals go from our heart to brain, not the other way around. And all these EMFs from our heart, again, if we're thinking about something joyful and gratitude, and I re I'm literally witnessing, witnessing this with my clients and also what happened with my mom after cancer, she's learned to let things go, forgive people that she needed to forgive, including herself. And when you transform, that's truly a wholesome life. And from there, the EMFs from your heart admits to your brain, your gut, and even to your hormones. Wow, that is fascinating. And we live in a world that's full of so much negativity. So imagine what that is doing to those heart EMFs. Absolutely. So that's definitely what I would say. Of course, it can be overwhelming. But when you do the best that you can, it will continue to nourish your emotional and physical health. Okay, one last question, because you did mention Roundup really quick. You were talking about someone spraying it. What are your thoughts on glyphosate? Is that something we should avoid? Is it something we should detox from? Absolutely. Uh, this is in our food. And the funny thing is, even with organic food, um, you know, water flows, water moves. So it's very difficult for us to completely avoid glyphosate. And again, as you say, it's a one step at a time. Going by EWG's Dirty Dozen and Clean Dozen list is always a good place to start. There are times that you just simply don't have a choice, um, but if they've got the thicker skin and they're in the clean list on EWG, so do the best that you can. But as I talked about initially with the history of all these industrial toxins being released and a lot of these industrial chemicals as well as the pharmaceutical drugs, you know, Monsanto, glyphosate, Bayer, it's a classic example. So they very much act like antibiotics, completely wiping out both good and bad bacteria. When we don't have, um, as we talked about Zach Bush, when you don't have diversity of microbiome, your immune system suffers. I mean, that's truly the very first step that we need to take care of. So even people who are ready to detox, if they have something like leaky gut, they had repetitive antibiotic treatment, but it's not if, and they would say they, they haven't received antibiotic. I could see their history that they were consuming a lot of foods with glyphosate and their symptoms are very similar. A lot of diarrhea to constipation, the leaky gut symptoms, and eventually it will lead to infections. And so that's something that we need to address with pre-probiotic rich foods and even address, you know, killing some of these pathogens before going into detoxification. And, you know, people ask me quite often, how do you detox from glyphosate? And I tell them this. I say, well, organic means they could not use glyphosate Roundup on the crops. So if you want to detox from it, then just don't eat it. Remove it from your, from your diet and no longer eat it. And so try to buy organic when you can. And so I love that. I love that. I think that's, this is, I'm such a fan of yours because you speak the language that everybody could relate. We don't need to make it so scientific as long as we could put in the practice and do it consistently. That's when we begin to empower our health. Not everybody could do or have the time or understand detox, but when we choose the right ingredients and nourish the body, then we start to optimize our detox capacity. So you're absolutely right. Yeah, and there are definitely binders and supplements out there, but that always comes later. We need to treat the mind and the heart and nourish the body, the microbiome, and then we get into heavy duty detox like heavy metals and targeting these specific uh, pathogenic toxins. So one last question for you talking about supplements because glutathione has become very trendy because of its um, capacity to help support the liver, which the liver is a great detoxer of ours. So do you recommend glutathione to people or not necessarily? Uh, I'm a huge fan of glutathione. I think I am definitely a food, uh, food as a medicine practitioner first. Optimizing glutathione and making sure that you have good N-acetylcysteine because that's part of glutathione. Um, also recycling glutathione. So there are different ways that we could 
optimize glutathione um, production. So I usually have people consume sulfur-rich food or even spinach, avocado. I always go for food before taking supplements. But yeah, I'm all for glutathione. Okay, that's good to know. Wonderful antioxidant. Yes, it is. So thank you so much for being here today and answering so many questions about EMFs and detoxing. I know a lot of these are very trendy topics right now. So I was really wanting a doctor to speak to about these topics. So thank you. Um, Where can my listeners find you? They could find me on my website at drkathyyo.com. And also I'm pretty active on social media, on Instagram. Same thing, drkathyyo, D-R-K-A-T-H-Y. Y-E-O. And you guys, she is really great to follow. You will learn a lot of information from following her. Thank so you so much. I always end my podcast by asking my guests what they think the best ingredient to life is. For me, the best ingredient will definitely have to be, especially for the sake of our topic too, is love of life. When you have love for life, uh, you have your heart has a reason to live in Chinese medicine. Love is emotion for our heart. And that's the best secret to longevity and vitality. When you look at blue zone people, you know, they don't have a lot of education or a lot of money, but they have a sense of purpose. Um, They have reasons to wake up in the morning. They look forward to gather with their family and community and it's all love driven. So in the midst of chaos and uh, even despair right now, if you love life, you will always find something positive. And as I said, it will continue to nourish and change the EMFs of your heart. And that will have a ripple effect. I love that so much. And if you love life, you'll love yourself. And if you love yourself, you will make yourself a priority and nourish yourself. So yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Dr. Kathy, for being here today. I really appreciate it. And I know the listeners have learned quite a bit. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to subscribe to the Just Ingredients podcast to learn more about your health and good ingredients to life. Plus, get daily tips at just.ingredients on Instagram.